I'd like to have an argument, please. Is this the right one for an argument? Okay, we have a good argument. Fighting out of the blue corner from Sports 56. Sports 56. Sports 56. And 87.7 FM. Drew Barrett. Drew Barrett. Drew Barrett. Drew Barrett over on the other side. Drew Barrett. What's up, Drew? An argument is a collective series of statements to establish a definite proposition. Oh, I'm sorry. Is this a five-minute argument or the full half hour? And fighting out of the red corner from 92.9 FM ESPN. 92.9 FM ESPN. Devin Walker. Devin Walker. Devin Walker. Look, if I argue with you, I must take up a contrary position. Arguments an intellectual process. Contradiction is just the automatic game saying of anything the other person says. No, it isn't. Yes, it is. Not at all. No, look. I'm... Thank you. Welcome in, everyone, to the first edition of Arguing with Drew and Devin. I am Drew Barrett, as you just heard in the open. That is Devin Walker, and this is Arguing with Drew and Devin. New podcast, first first episode here. The name needs some work. But we're it gonna, does. We're it gonna, does need some work. Hey, if you're listening to this podcast right now, send us some names. Like, I mean, we need some help. We, we need help. I mean, because my open, it, it's pretty dope. Yeah, this is a pretty dope open. You did a great job. With Thank that. you. I did. It's, it's not complete yet, but it will be eventually. But. If you're listening uh, on CerritoLive.com or the Cerrito Live feed, thank you. Uh, of course, if you are, you obviously know who I am. Uh, used to have a podcast called Playing Hurt Podcast with uh, CJ Hurt. That podcast is no longer running. CJ and I uh, decided that we wanted to go in different directions uh, in our career. So we had to uh, separate and make way. And so I brought in Devin Walker, friend. <laughs> Uh, coast over at WMR U92, the jazz lover on the sports desk program. And I got this idea about a couple, about a month and a half ago. Uh, actually, it's more basically over the summer uh, when I knew that me and CJ's time with playing hurt would be coming to an end shortly. And me and Devin were doing shows together at WMR, and I realized that we argue a lot. Yes. That we don't really see eye to eye on pretty much anything i mean on some things we do i feel like we have a mutual interest on something we have mutual interests but i think that some a lot of things we just have completely different views and opinions on and yes. you're a very loud person yes i am <laughs> we always know that your levels are going to be high especially when i'm trying to record so i thought you know it's pretty good radio, what we do over at WMR, especially when we both get pretty heated about different things. Uh, so let's make a podcast out of it. So that's what we're here to do. Um, like the, I said, I am Drew Barrett. People. That's Devin Walker. Devin, uh, you've never been on uh, the Cerrito Live feed, uh, so why don't you just go ahead and introduce yourself. Tell tell the lovely <laughs> I'll tell the people lovely people who, who you I are. am. My name is Devin Walker. Like he said before, he said numerous times by now, but well, I am first Devin episode. Walker. I got to make sure yeah. everybody knows who I, it is. Dev, my name is Devin Walker. My mm-hmm. name is Devin Walker. You can follow me on Twitter at Devin underscore Walker five. I promise you that will be the best decision you've ever made. I like to. I, I, I'm a guy that likes to have fun. I'm all about fun. I'm all about having a good time. So. I don't take sports too serious. I, I've never been a guy that takes sports too seriously, and you'll see it on this podcast. You'll see it in the future. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not going to take it serious. Oh, I, I know you're not. I'm all about the jokes. I'm, I'm all here for the jokes. I can, I can give you stats, but I can give you the jokes, too. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, follow me on Twitter. I go to the University of Memphis. Like Drew mentioned, we go on the U92 Sports Desk. I don't know if I can bring up my other situation. You can. You can. I can bring it up? I mean, it's in the open. Okay, well, over the summer, I was 
I was formerly known as Intern Devin throughout the city of Memphis. Really interesting situation there. The, uh, the, the guy, Chris Vernon, who I interned for, is not there right now anymore, but he opened the door for me. He did a great job of really putting my name out there and people know who I am. Radio is a business where the people don't see your face. But for some reason, if you're associated with Chris Vernon in 92.9, they know what you look like. And and it, it was a fantastic opportunity for me. I've been building off of it. I was hired after the summer, my summer internship. So now I've been just producing over there. Just looking for another opportunity, man. Like, I love being in front of a microphone. Like you said, I'm loud. I have a personality. That's what I'm here for. Like, I'm here to do this. I'm here to talk about sports. So, guys, if you don't know me, like I said, follow me on on Twitter, Devin underscore Walker 5. Best decision you ever made. Follow me on Instagram. Follow me on Snapchat. Anywhere you want to follow me, I'm here for it. Is the name the same everywhere? Oh, no. Actually, Snapchat, DM Walker 5. Instagram, DM Walker 5. So, follow me, guys. I will not let you down. I guess you can follow me too on Twitter, dbear 36 on Instagram, dbear 1236 This guy doesn't use his social media, by the I way. I don't. I'm terrible at social media. Twitter. Dude, you're gonna, if you're going to do a show go. with me, you go, I know, I know. You I'm have to have be to. good at, you're going to have to do it. I, and I, I understand that. I'm going to have to, but I don't like having that phone in front of me all the damn time. Like, I like to have face to face conversations and I yell at somebody over Twitter. I don't think I've, I've actually put out an original tweet in three months. True. I've gotta, retweeted. I retweet something every now and then if I actually get on Twitter. You have to step your game up. Like I said, you, if you're going to have a show with me, you have to step the Twitter game up. I'll try. I, I will. I will try and uh, try to get on that the uh, whole I, social I, media. Like, I, I very appreciate. The thing appreciate is, the thing with me, like with social media, like I second guess myself if, yeah. if, if like I'll think like, man, oh, maybe I'm not right. I don't want to put that out there, or maybe maybe this isn't very funny. <laughs> I don't want somebody to look at it and be like, wow, this guy sucks. So instead of saying anything, I just keep my mouth shut. Hey, you got to put it out there, man. Take chances. Mm-hmm. That's that's one of my mottos, man. Take chances in life. <laughs> if they don't like it, then oh well. There's going to be someone out there that likes it. All right. I, I'll I, I, just I, have to. I rode that wave to where I am now, so I'm going to keep riding it. That will that wave the whole five months you've been in the business? The, the whole f- – it's not been five months. It's been like a year. It's been a year. I mean, like the real business. I'm not talking the WMR. Real business. The real the business. real business. You know, yes. getting up to doing what I do yeah, okay, over sure. here at the better sports Whoa station. There. Sports 56, WHBQ, 87.7 FM. Do we need to go there? Do we can because, you know. We need to talk about sports. We, no, we will. I'm just, throw, I'm just throwing some more stuff out there. Like you said, don't forget listen to me and Devin on Tuesdays and Thursdays, WMRU92. Uh, listen to, obviously, the Cerrito live show uh, from 11 to 1 and the Blue and Gray show uh, from 5 to 7 on Sports 56 WHBQ. Are you ready to talk about sports? I'm ready to talk about sports. All right. I'm ready. I'm excited. So one of the things that I, I've – learned that me and Devin both actually agree on yes. is that we both love college football. So we're going to start off with a great topic that's something I know both of us know a lot about. That way we don't sound stupid right off the bat and lose every potential listener that we possibly could. So let's talk about the Tigers first. We're going to talk Tigers, then we're going to jump into the top 25, give, your, give our thoughts on that, and basically go back and forth about the top 25, who's too high and who's too low, and who should be in there and who should just technically just get the hell out. Yeah. So let's start with the Tigers. Five and one, halfway through the season. Overall opinion? Uh, overachievers. 
overachie- overachievers. Is it really been overachieving? I though? think it's it's definitely been overachieving because when you come when when you came into the season, the over under was set at six. six Which I thought was way too low. It was six and a half. The over under was six. It was set at six and a half, and I honestly thought I felt like it was mm. too low as well. But apparently, Vegas knew something we didn't know. Obviously, they're going to be wrong, but they knew something that we did not know. But the Tigers are. Really, I think they've over, overachieved. I think Riley Ferguson, even though he's he's shown moments where he he's shown that this is his first time playing Division One college football, he's shown moments where he's been sporadic. Mm. But he's also shown moments where flashes of greatness. He's shown moments where he can make the throws, where he can get away from the pressures and make the reads. So I think it's been overachieving. Away from Riley, that defense. Defense was slept on last mm-hmm. year, man. Right. Defense was killed last year. The defense was a was a reason a lot of the times the Tigers weren't as successful as they could have been because of that defense. But we talked about before we even started the show, number one in the nation in takeaways this year. Mm. That's who would have thought that coming into the season? I don't think anybody would. I know I definitely didn't, especially going off of last year where you know every game was a shootout. You had to score thirty five, forty points every game to even give yourself an opportunity to win. Yeah, you know we saw what a forty five to forty three score against Bowling Green last year, uh, just because defense was terrible, giving up uh, deep balls uh, over the top and everything like that. And now uh, this is one of the best defensive teams in the country. It's like it's like a like a like a house of mirrors kind of mm-hmm. like you look in the mirror from last year. It's a completely turnaround. Like last year, you relied on the offense. This year, we're relying on the defense. The Tulane game, the defense kept us in the game mm-hmm. against Temple when the offense couldn't move. They kept the deep, us in the game. They kept us in the game. It's it's crazy to think about how things change in a year, man. Like it's 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 crazy. It really does. You can go from one extreme. To the I'm not going to fully say to the exact other because the offense has been good, yeah. but it's not the same high powered offense that we saw last year. The word that I'm going to use, I'm going to say, I'm going to say right on pace because looking at the at the schedule, I thought that realistically we'd be five and one, maybe four and two, maybe we would have slipped up uh, against Temple uh, was the slip up game that I thought might be able to. Happened in the first half of the season, but I'm I'm going to say we're right on pace. Yeah. Now, I also could say agree with you for overachieving because coming into the year, I thought it was going to be eight wins. I potentially see possibly ten. Yeah, the floor right now is eight wins. Mm-hmm. Like the, if you if you look at it that way, the floor is eight, the ceiling is ten. If you can, if you I meet mean, us even in, eleven, even I mean. eleven, like I said, you can meet us in between. That's mm-hmm. nine. Nine, ten wins. You as a Tiger fan, you're happy. Yeah, I mean, if we you're get nine, satisfied. When nine wins again, that's three straight nine win seasons. Exactly, it, especially coming into a season where you lost Justin Fuente, mm. you lost Paxton Lynch, you lost the best quarterback to ever play in your program. To, for Mike Norvell to come in here and do what he's done in a year span, as far as recruiting mm. schemes, getting the guys to buy in. Putting a program in a position to win every single week, changing the culture, establishing a culture in a college football program like Memphis. Because he walked to the door first day. Yeah, this is the culture. This is what we're going to do. They're doing it every single day. They walk in. They know what their jobs are. They establish their responsibilities, and we see it week in and week out. The Tigers are winning football games. Yeah. From the whiteout, from the ice whites, to last week's game against Tulane. They're, they're doing it the Tiger way, and you have to love it. Yeah, and I'm glad you, you brought up the uniforms. Uh, did you like the whiteout? I love Were it. Were you a friend? Look, you see my hat? Yeah, you white it. I'm all about white. You're all about that white? Man, dude, if I could wear all white all every day of my life, I would. Who's he? What, Yo Gotti's Yo all Gotti. about that white? Cocaine, dog. Yeah, dude. Cocaine. I tweeted it when they wore the jerseys. I was like, Yo Gotti would be proud of this. Oh, he probably would. He 
he I'm surprised he didn't tweet at the Tigers. Cocaine shawty. That's that's, <laughs> that's 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 all about Yo Gotti, man. But for, speaking of uniforms, the Tigers, man, they seven seven the game up. Uniform game on team, man. Like every week, it's we're on our pins and needles mm. looking to see what uniforms they're wearing. Against Tulane, they pulled out the the white jerseys again with the blue pants, the blue helmets. I like the blue helmet. I like the cl- like the just. I mean, I like the chrome. Yeah, but I'm not the big fan. I'm actually a big fan of just a solid blue with the logo on it. That and that's what he pulled out. He pulled out last, and you gotta or love that man. Two nights ago, it, I think the Tigers might have a top ten uniform in the nation. I, I'm saying it right here, mm. on, right now, on arguing with Drew and Devin. God, that name is so bad. We'll figure it out. We'll but figure it out. See, we can't, the even, Tigers, we can't even agree on a name. The Tigers have a top team uniform in the nation. At me, mm-hmm. if you don't agree with me, at me. I, I'll, I'll prove you right, wrong. Definitely at Devin because I probably won't even see it. If yeah. you it to me. <laughs> no, I'd get the notification and go, huh, okay. That's funny. But, hey, I'll respond to you. I, that's the thing, dude, on Twitter. I'll try. I'll respond to every – like, I don't care what it is. I will respond to every single person. Like, I don't have a problem with it. Like I said, follow me on Twitter, Devin underscore Walker Five. I love I love talking to interacting with people. That's my favorite thing to do. All right, now we're gonna look to the next half of the season for the Tigers here. Uh, obviously, next week, Navy. Yeah, is Navy really that good? Because I, I I don't I really don't see. It. I know they it's, beat Houston, but they also got killed against Air Force. They did. I I think. They had under 200 total offensive yards against against Air Force and got blown out. But then they come back and beat Houston by six points. Now, you look at Houston right now, I think what's going on in Houston is something that happened to us last year uh, around the Navy game last year, yeah. a little bit later in the season, that ninth game, uh, when all the reports of the job openings and, and is Fuente going to stay and I think Fuente kind of knew that he was out the door uh, after, Ole Miss. after Ole Miss and especially after the eight-game win streak. Uh, so I think he kind of checked out, and I think that's what Tom Harmon's doing down at Houston. I think he's starting to check out. I wouldn't say check out because he's a – it's a, it's a if anything yeah, – You lost he's the a prof- Navy and then you barely, barely squeaked by Tulsa. If anything, he's a professional. He's a professional. Mm. And he knows what he has to do week in and week out. He knows he has a hell of a football team on his sideline. So I don't know if he's checking out. I know it may be getting to those kids. Those kids are 18, 19. Yeah. They're, I'm pretty sure they're on social media scrolling down, looking at Tom Herbin's looking for this job. Tom mm-hmm. Herbin's, he's, he's inter- well, he's not interested, but this school's interested in Tom Herbin. This, this school wants him to bring Tom Herbin in. Those kids see it. They see it. Yeah, but, I, I, I know, I know they see it, but. Should it really make that big of a difference in how you personally play? Oh yeah, they're eighteen year old kids. Yeah, I know. Think about but when you're eighteen. Think about when you're how how easily influenced you were when you were eighteen years old. I mean, uh, yeah, I 18, was, 19. but I mean, and I, I, I played football in high school, and I went through three different head coaches in three different years. We knew that if we had a guy come in, he's we were basically a a, a step. Yeah, a stepping stone. We were a small high school out in Fayette County. You know, we knew that you know the guys would just come here, get get experience, and just out the door next year. Yeah. And we knew that, but we still played hard. We still played to the best of our ability. But now, it, was it in your head though? At any point? No, it no, I, I don't think it was. Okay, maybe it's because that was just the culture of the school. Like we knew going in, that's kind of how it, how it was going to be. Yeah. Um, 
but it really never affected my personal play, and I don't think it should affect these other kids' personal play. I think if you have a coach that's coming out like this, I think that should inspire you even more to be like, hey, he's wanting to leave us. Let's, Let's show him what he's how doing. what he's leaving. I think he has a Heisman candidate at a quarterback. Yeah, I yeah. mean, Greg Ward is ridiculous. I mean, they have weapons everywhere. So, I mean, the season's not over. They're still six and one. They are. They're right. still six and one. Still a top twenty-five team. So top twenty-five. I think they're like number thirteen right now. Yeah, uh, I think the no, actually they the are. Polls, they are number they eleven. Dropped, eleven. Yeah, the number, number eleven in the AP and number eleven over in the coaches poll. But back to back to back to Navy. Navy also barely squeaked by a Tulane team that we should have beaten by twenty one points, like I predicted uh, last Thursday. Yeah. You know, if Dorland Dorsey doesn't fumble that ball on the twenty five <laughs> yard line, we score a touchdown. Shout game to over. Shout out to Dorland. <sighs> one play away from my prediction, dude. They through. freaking. Dude, you ever think about how crazy the Vegas thing is? That turnover in the, at the end of the game, that no, that pi at the end of mm-hmm. the game that leads to the two lane touchdown, they cover. Yeah, Vegas man, they, that pi they, they at the end of the game. Things that that's that's it's it's strange. You think those refs had some money on that game? I think they did. I think they did. It could have. I mean, I highly doubt it, but I mean, whatever. But back to the Navy thing. <laughs> back, 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 back to, to the Navy. Navy. So, so how right now Memphis is favored uh, by two and a half it's points. A, it's a pick 'em now. It's a pick 'em. Went to a pick 'em. It was two and a half like In a three span hours of three hours, it's gone to a pick em. <laughs> All right, well, is this a game Tiger fans should be worried about losing? I think so. I think from here on out, you should be worried about slipping up. Mm. Because Navy, regardless, they lost, they lost Reynolds, a guy who leads the NCAA in touchdowns, a guy who's like the leader of an offense. You lost him, but Navy is a system. Mm-hmm. Navy is not like Tulane, like just a bunch of guys out there playing football. Navy is a bunch of disciplined guys running a triple option. No matter who the quarterback is, no matter who the running back is, they know their responsibilities, and they're going to run it to the to the T. Mm-hmm. So this is a game that you need to worry about because we talk about this Memphis defense being top in takeaways, top in enforcing turnovers, but they're very opportunistic. They mm-hmm. they force teams into to, into making mistakes. Like when teams throw the ball, they're tipping it and getting deflections, catching interceptions. Against Navy, you're not right. going to have it. drill has just been yeah. unbelievable this year. And against Navy, you're not going to have that opportunity because they're going to be dives up the middle, pitch to the outside. You're not going to get those opportunities. So I think Navy is a game Memphis, Memphis Tiger fans need to watch out for because, like I said, last year we walked into this game mm. and we got our asses kicked. Yeah, I mean, we also, I think, fan-wise, I think we were a little cocky, at least. Yeah. I know I was. Uh, you know, going in at eight no, uh, number thirteen in the country at the time. Yeah, playoff you, hopes. Yeah, playoff hopes. You, I mean, you're literally four wins away from a possible from playing in the American Athletic Conference Championship and a possible be the first non power five team in the playoffs. Yeah, like, come Reynolds. on, that'd been that'd have been incredible. And I think we just got we were looking too far ahead. Keenan Reynolds walked in here, kicked our asses. Went, mm. went home. Yeah, and now I think this is a return game for a lot of those guys. It's still the same guys in that defense. Still, mm. Arthur Millette, Chris Morley, Dontrell Nelson, Jannard Avery. A lot of those guys are still on that defense, mm. so they've seen that before. Yeah, they can use the film from last year and learn from it. Because I hope they can learn from it. Because they, the Tigers, they need this win. Because when you look at the the, the conference standings, Drew, American, the American West side, mm. Memphis, the top. It's it's Navy three and zero, Houston three and one. The Tigers are two and one. This next stretch of games where you play Navy, Tulsa, SMU, USF, 
That's a big stretch. It is. That can that can either make or break your chances of playing an American Athletic Championship game. It, it really can't because I mean, you look at it. Tulsa's four and two. South Florida uh, is six and one, and Navy's six and one. I mean, right now you have four teams in the American with only one loss. Yeah. So this stretch is huge. Mm. If this, like I said, this stretch can make or break your season. If if the Tigers, because I honestly feel like this this game against Navy, the winner of this game against between Navy and Memphis is going to win the West. Because I do think the Tigers will will beat Houston in the last game of the year. I, I'm smiling as I say that, yeah. but. I think the Tigers will beat Houston on November 25th and eventually play in the American Championship game in the Liberty Bowl Memorial Stadium. How good, how good would that sound? That'd be awesome. The American Athletic Championship game from Liberty Bowl Memorial Stadium. Just rolls off the tongue. Rolls off the, perfectly. Perfect. It was in 2014. Why not bring it back again? But I just I think it sets up nicely for the Tigers. It sets up nicely for Mike Norville in his first year. I'll say this on the first edition of our of our podcast, and I hope our listeners keep tuning in because – I'm going to build off this. I'm worried. I'm I'm worried. I'm worried about Mike Norville. See, and I'm not. I, I'm not worried whatsoever. I think he could easily be gone in the next two or three years. The guy's 35 years old. I, I know. I know. It, it, it's possible. I, I I get what you're saying, but I just don't think that's Norvell Norvell's plan. You know, from talking talking from talking to people and listening to Norvell talk about this program and talk about his goals here. I think Norvell honestly wants to be a Bobby Petrino. A bo- uh, not a Bobby Petrino. Don't be a Bobby. Please don't be a Bobby Petrino. Sorry, sorry. Good Lord. Bobby Bowden. Bobby Bowden or Joe Paterno. Don't be a jerk. Don't be a jerk. You're terrible. Without the scandal. Drew, you are terrible. We're just going to say Bobby Bowden. All right? Bobby Bowden. Free Shoes University. What? Free Shoes University. Try again. Try again, my friend. How about... How about uh, what's the guy that coached at Alabama? Bear, Bear Bryant. Bear Bryant. There we go. Bear Bryant hated black people. Oh, never mind. Try again. <laughs> Try this again. Let's go around the road. Because uh, every coach we name, there's something wrong with them. <laughs> I mean, yeah, te- I mean, barely. All right. Well, we'll just say he wants to be that long. Uh, I'm not even going to make a comparison. He just wants to be that long-lasting <laughs> guy. He wants to be a guy who starts his career here, like, like. Most of those guys did, yes, and finish it here. No, I really think no I really involved. think this is a play a place that he wants to build. I think he can see the excitement, he can see the future yeah. in this program. I think he wants to not only create that but run it the I, whole I, nine years. I think so too. But then again, like you said, he he's not focused on that. But I promise you, I promise you, my friend, mm. in two or three years when he has the Memphis Tigers rolling off the tongue on a national spectrum, you mean to tell me big. Power, if we can't get into a, if the Memphis Tigers can get into a Power Five conference, Power Five conferences will come after Mike Norville well, easily. And I, I'm not saying I understand what you're saying, but let's not go ahead, let's not rule out that Memphis won't be in a Power Five in three years. Uh, Expansion's not done. It's not dead. It's, it's not, dead. not dead. And I honestly, I'm, I'm it's just wounded. I'm still a little confused about the whole Big Twelve expansion uh, with. That debacle. I've completely tuned that out. Uh, like I, how, I how Tulane can, is still apparently a candidate, and we're not. And I completely tuned that out. But back to Nor- back to Norvell. Back to Norvell. But I think I think he sees the promise that this place has. He's saying all the right things. He, he says all he says all the right things. Now, Fuente said all the right things too. John Calipari said all the right John things. Calipari said all the right things, and both of them. Left for a greater passion. Skedaddled. They said, hey, let me get that paycheck. 
And I, I'm we're, out. And we're not we're not saying Mike Norville's going to do that. But and I hope he does. And I don't want to put this this thought in Memphis Tigers fans their heads or mm-hmm. any, any, anything like that. But just think about it. You have a hell of a football coach right now. Mm-hmm. You have a guy who he when he got this job, when they asked him about recruiting Memphis, he said it's going to be easy to recruit kids to Memphis. He said that on his first day on the job. Yeah. And since then he's done that. Everything he said he's done. I like I don't want I'm not scared, but like damn. Like <laughs> Man, it's true to his word. Man, it's true to his word. He said he would bring wins to Memphis. Six and one in seven games. Five and one. Five and one six in six games. games. Yeah. What the dude he coached his way out of a paper bag against Temple. Mm-hmm. We had no hope. Coached his way out of a paper bag against Temple. Beat the dudes by fifteen points. A Temple defense that was stifling for me. Oh my bad. Sorry. That was stifling the Tigers in the first half. And coached them to a win in the second. What is Tulane, you can't score in the first half. The defense keeps you in the game. Mike Novell runs the football in the second half of the game. Darrell Henderson breaks two touchdowns. Game over. Well, I think – I'm glad you brought that. I think Norvell wants to be a second-half team. Uh, because no, we, I don't no, want to no, be we, we, see, we see in the first half him use you know, four – Four different running backs yeah. in the first half, and you know, really saved Darrell Henderson or Dorland Dorsey or even Patrick Taylor uh, for that second half. That way, third quarter rolls around, he's got a guy with almost 100 percent fresh legs. I think that's why Darrell can run away from guys like mm-hmm. that because by that time in the game, they can't. You they can't got fresh legs. You can't catch a dude that's running four four. No, you can't. And I made this comparison. I texted my friend, um, you know, Jonah Jordan, who writes for 24 yeah. seven. I made this comparison. I'm sorry if you're a Tennessee fan listening to this, but. Darrell Henderson reminds me of Alvin Kamara. Kamara. Hmm. They, they're, they're very similar in the way they, they play the game of football, other than the fact they have dreads and they're really <laughs> short. They're both guys that are quick, fast, and have power. Just, just, just a quick comparison to throw out yeah. there. To, if, if someone listens to this podcast, they don't know the name Darrell Henderson, and you know who Alvin Kamara is, just think of those two and just put them together. One just has a gold grill and a nose ring. No, I mean, I like the comparison. I think is. Pretty spot on. Yeah. But Norvell, he wants to be – I think he's more concerned of how to close out games than to start. I mean, you – but you can't keep starting slow, though, Drew. You, you can't. You, you 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 keep starting slow, you're going to get your ass kicked like Tennessee did last week. Yeah, that's true. You're going to go down by 14 – or what? 14 or 21 in the first quarter. They got their ass kicked. They were 20, it was 21 nothing. 21 nothing the first quarter. Just you know, It was over at that point. You're down 35-7 at – Mm, midway through the third quarter, I mean, the game's over. With. Yeah. So you can't, you can't keep starting slow. Like you, at some point, I think I've used this 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 analogy throughout the mm. compared to using it for Tennessee and having to use it for Memphis because we keep starting slow. But well, we've only really been starting slow the last two three weeks. I mean, we've been playing. We started football slow for against <laughs> Ole Miss. We started slow against Temple and Tulane. But you look at the first three games. I also know that. Yeah, I know that Semo, Kansas, and. And Bowling Green, you just you just we, prove your point by saying that <laughs> we scored, I think, fourteen to twenty points in each one of those first quarters. Yeah, I think, like I said, my analogy I use to compare it is the team feeds off the the demeanor of their head coach to start football games. Mm. I I'm not saying Norvell is Butch Jones, but your team feeds off the demeanor of your head coach coming to football games. Norvell, he's he can motivate guys, yeah. but you have to find a way to get to guys. At the beginning of football games, to get them to execute mm-hmm. at the beginning of football games, because you can't keep depending on second halves of football well, games. Because I mean, you will get bit in mm-hmm. the butt. That's like playing with fire. That's like me sticking my foot 
in fire, saying ha 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 ha, and eventually getting my my foot burned. That's terrible. We saw we saw it last year with Joseph uh, with Joseph Fuente. I think the first, uh, probably with all eight of our first wins, we were down by double digits. It helps me in every single game, and we were able to come back. Like we're down. 14 nothing within five minutes to Ole Miss and ultimately came back one. But it does ha- help when you have a first-round quarterback leading your squad. Yeah, it did. <laughs> it did. And I think I think Memphis is going to be fine. Oh, we're think, in good hands, I think for sure. we're, we're, we're in good hands. We've only got maybe another 10 minutes left. I do want to – I promised the people we were going to talk some top 25. Oh, we talked about Tigers for a while. We did, yeah. Wow. Hey, but, that's what the people want to hear, though, right? Oh, yeah. Tigers Memphis football. drives a needle. Always. Actually, SEC really drives it. Well, let's get to some SEC then. All right. Well, number one overall is an SEC team. Shocking. It's Alabama at 7-0. and oh. Devin, out of the top 25 teams, or let, let's just look at the top five. Is this what you expected at week one? I mean, of course, you can say the Shockers Washington. Mm-hmm. I mean, they kind of snuck up. They were, they were preseason top 15, I believe. And they kind of just kept winning football games, and I think the Stanford win really put them on the map. You kind of when you saw Washington kind of beat the crap out of a Stanford football team who we're used to seeing, and be able to hold Christian McCaffrey exactly. So I think that game put solidified them as a, a legitimate contender because mm-hmm. Chris Peterson is doing a hell of a job. Oh, he is. That that guy's a hell of a football coach, man. I mean, just think of how many. If he would have been at Washington all these years instead of Boise State. That's, he would. He he'd probably have six national championships by now. That's, it's At unbelievable. Least, I mean, his Boise teams could have been if it would have been in a playoff system back yeah. then, yeah. and not with the whole BCS uh, computer mumbo jumbo yeah. crap. Boise State would have been in the playoffs easily six a good six seven times, and, and could have possibly won a national championship if not multiple. I think they have, and because he does a great job of putting his guys in the right places. Mm-hmm. Of course, you remember the Statue of Liberty play. It takes some balls, man. Yeah, big one. It takes the thing is, just think about this. I, me and my friend had a conversation about this. Think about when they're going into the huddle. Coach Peterson said, "We're going to do the Statue of Liberty. We're going for two. We're going to win this football game." Being the quarterback, it was a Brad Olowski, a mm. guy like that. He's like, if I was him, I'm like, no, no, uh, no, 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 no. Are you sure, Coach? <laughs> but the thing is, the guys instilled that confidence yeah. in his players to we're going to win the Statue of Liberty. To win a foot a BCS football game, we're gonna win the stat. We're gonna win, win the Fiesta Bowl. Man. Win the Fiesta. Like that's the thing. That's the thing. He gets guys to buy in. Mm. That's that's the main point. He gets guys to buy in. You see, two years later, three years later, the Washington guys are buying in. Uh, Jake Browning's the Heisman candidate. Houston's not Houston. Washington's six and zero. So that's my surprise in the top five. Yeah, top top five Washington. Now, in the top ten. I think you go one spot below and look at Texas A&M. Coming into the game, Texas A&M was on a lot of people's schedules as your make-or-break game. Like It was gonna, it was the game that was going to tell you actually how great your season was going to be. Yeah. Not saying that a that, and by no means was that saying that A&M was going to be a good team. Nobody expected A&M to be able to come in and be 6-0 and at this point and look very, very impressive. Especially with all the quarterback debacle that they've had uh, in the offseason. Yeah, and the the funny thing about that, you mentioned that, is at the beginning of the season, Kevin Sumlin was on the hot seat. He man. was. People wanted his. They people wanted him out the door. 
The dude's six and zero. Do you hear? Do you see the quote where people said because he knows Tom Herman at Houston, mm-hmm. and they were like, "Have you given him any any advice?" He said, "Why would I give somebody advice who 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 people wanted to replace me? Why would I do that?" Yeah. So like no. I, I, what? Who does that? There's no way. But I love the job Kevin Sumlin's doing. Mm-hmm. I've always believed in him. I, I always believed in Kevin Sumlin, even though he hadn't been as successful since the Johnny Manziel years. He hadn't been that good, gr- that great. But six and no, you get a guy like like Trevor Knight, who's beaten Alabama in the past. You get him as your starting quarterback. You have a hell of a receiving core, speedy Noel receiver, best defensive line in the nation. I mean, that's a pretty good football team, man. They're they're going into their death stretch right now on the schedule. They play Alabama this week, so <coughs> I well they're all they're off this week. Well, they they're off last week. Mm. Play Alabama this week, October twenty second. So if they can beat Alabama this week, we could be talking about Texas A and M in that top four. I like That'd I said, just it, be it's mind blowing. It's it's funny we how go back things three change. months ago, and if you would have asked me week seven, A and M's ranked. Where are they going to be? 24, 25, is that? That's where you put them. That's, yeah. Naturally, that's what you think. They'd be, they'd be four and two, if they're lucky. Yeah. Kevin Sumlin has those guys six and oh. Six and oh. You wanted his job. It's it's so funny how, like you said, it's so funny how things can change in four months. Mm. You go from wanting to get a guy out of there, now the guy's six and oh. Now he's on a pedestal. Shout out to my guy, Kevin Sumlin. I feel bad for my guy, Charlie Strong, but we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. One thing that really just it still it jumps out at me when you look through the whole twenty five and it might just be my Memphis bias uh, here, but why is Ole Miss still ranked? Are you holding a grudge against Ole Miss? Right no, now? I'm, I'm not. It's not even just a grudge, but why is a five hundred team in the top twenty five? Dude, when you play in the SEC, that 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 but prestige you've only of won your comp of your games, that prestige. Think about the losses. Tell me what the losses are. Florida State. Alabama yeah. and Arkansas. All three of those games, Ole Miss led by double digits. That still I, lost. I mean, that's that's that should tell you what you need to. They but were up I, by double digits in all those football. If you're five hundred, I don't care if you're playing Alabama every damn week. If you're five hundred, hey, that is not a top twenty-five team. We, we talked about SEC. We talked the SEC is the the number one conference. If you you play in the SEC and you lose games like that, they kind of give you some leeway. It, it really doesn't. I mean, that's I, I don't, the, the I polls are giving is. them leeway, and uh, I, I think that the SEC bias or the SEC leeway because of the way Alabama and those other and um, LSU's and the and the Floridas have been able to really control that conference and, and put the SEC on a pedestal. I think it gives every other team an unfair advantage. Now, I, I don't think Auburn's should be in the top 25 and 4 and 2. Auburn's in the top 25? Uh, they're at number 21. I don't think LSU should be in the top 25 at number 25. It's it's SEC bias, man. Like, I'm going to talk on some surprises other than the SEC. You look at Nebraska number 9. Oof. Number that, 8, actually. At number 8. Nebraska number 8. That's a surprise. Baylor mm. in the top 10. You lost your head coach. They're still winning football games. And I don't know if that, that's a testament to the talent on the team mm. or that – a Tesla to Art Brawl's system. Well, they hire a guy that knows the system, right? Yeah. So the system's still there. But is that a testament to Art Brawl's not really being as good of a coach as we thought? Mm. Or is it just a testament to the talent on the team? I think I think you got to go for talent on the team. I mean, obviously, coach, head coach really, really matters. But if you're still running the same uh, system, guys aren't having to learn a totally new system in less than a year, uh, then it's going to help. 
But I, I'm I'm right there with you. I Baylor is the most under talked about undefeated team in the country. Yeah. I mean, do you ever hear when you turn on ESPN or or I don't know if what I not I don't normally listen to ninety two nine. I I, kinda, huh. I stay stationed huh. loyal. Huh. With you know sports That's V6 good. WHB. Shout out to ninety two nine man. Shout out to my guy Jason Smith. Shout out to my guy John Martin. Shout out to my guy Jeff Calkins. Shout out to my guy GP. Shout out to my guy Brad Carson, Ben Hogan, everybody over there at ninety two nine. Do you even know your call letters? What are your call letters? What, what are my call? You sound like a sorority. Like a, I just want to know, dude. What's your call letters, dude? If you're so good about is this so a sorority? It, how do you not know your call letters? Dude, we're not going. We're talking about sports right it's now. Sports fifty six WHPQ at eighty seven seven WPGF LP <laughs> Memphis. <laughs> what are we? I'm just saying. We're talking about sports right, right now. Well, I, all right. Let's get back to Baylor. I never. I don't. I don't hear anything about Baylor. Like have you, no, I, I don't. I don't they either. don't talk about it. We don't talk about I, it over here. We hear, ESPN doesn't talk about them. We hear more about Oklahoma in the Big Twelve than we do about yeah. Baylor. And I mean, it, I've heard more about Texas. Yeah, even and, even West Virginia. Yeah, another undefeated team in the Big Twelve. We saw them throttle Texas Tech this week. Still mm. no talk about West Virginia. Mm. We saw. I mean, West Virginia's undefeated. Boise State. We just talked about them. Yeah. I don't know if that's what is going on, man. It's the. It seems like there's basically if you actually listen to sports talk radio all the time, you would think there's only about ten ranked teams. <laughs> there's about ten ranked teams. Seven of them are in the SEC, <laughs> and the other two are Clemson and I'd say Michigan, Michigan. over it's- Ohio State. People aren't even talking really that much about Ohio State. Yeah, they're not. They- but when you see Jim Harbaugh running the chain gang on Friday night, I hate that guy. <laughs> Like he he's probably one of my like, one of my one of the most people like one of those people I hate and love at the same time. Why you don't like khakis? Yeah, I don't like pleated khakis. First of oh, all, pleated, pleated khakis are the most dad wear you could ever have. But shout out to him for drinking the milk with the steak though, <laughs> and shout out to him for beating the team seventy eight to nothing. Hey, dude, you gotta have man. <laughs> That's petty, but shout out to him for that. But Michigan, dude, Jim Harbaugh is amazing. Like you yeah. can't. That's why, like, it's it's unreal how good of a football coach he is. Like, I, I have this conversation daily. The dude was a head coach in the NFL. Mm-hmm. He left the he left the team he left in the NFL went from Super Bowl contender to lottery team yeah. in a year. He goes to a college program at Michigan, mediocre Big Ten school, a team that when everybody thinks of Michigan nowadays, at least before Jim Harbaugh, you think of Appalachian State. Yeah, exactly. Jim Harbaugh gets there. You get the Jordan brand, mm. you're a top five recruiting class, and you're number five in the nation. Yeah. Harbaugh effect. Hashtag Harbaugh effect. That dude is <laughs> everywhere he goes. <laughs> everywhere he goes, he succeeds. That dude's a freaking wizard. He's a wizard. Oh, I, he, could, he could win football games at the school for the death and block. He probably could. <laughs> he could probably teach him how to. Man, that dude's unbelievable. Teach him how to feel the vibrations in <laughs> their feet to know where to throw and block and, and catch. Screen passes everywhere. <laughs> Shout out to my guy Jim Harbaugh, even though I don't like you, Conda. But one, one more surprise I'm looking at in the top 25, Western Michigan. Mm-hmm. Team, a possible. We talked about Boise State being undefeated at number 14. You look down, you go down number 20, right below Tennessee, Western Michigan. A team that's not bad. They have a guy, Zach Terrell, 17 touchdowns. Guess how many interceptions he has. Two? Nope. One? Nope. Less? Yep. Zero. Zero wow. interceptions. 
Zach there's Ter- seven games. That's that's pretty impressive. Zach Terrell at Western Michigan. Remember that name. You heard it here first mm-hmm. on arguing with Devin and Drew. Zach Terrell from from Western Michigan. If he finds a way, mm-hmm. if those guys keep winning, he can find his way to get to New York. He could get to New York and maybe crash the party. Mm-hmm. Seventeen touchdowns, zero interceptions, seventy point one completion percentage. That's that's phenomenal. All right, two minutes left. Give me your uh, playoff call. Uh, Top four right now. Uh, playoff top four right now. As much as it hurts me to say this, Alabama number one, Ohio State number two, uh, Michigan number three, and I'll go Clemson number four. I'm gonna go Alabama, Michigan, Clemson, and Washington. Real quick, Devin, tell the people where they can listen to you, where they can follow you, and where they can personally argue with you. <laughs> if you want to follow me, follow me on Twitter at Devin underscore Walker 5. You can argue with me on there all you want. I promise you I will. I, I want to say argue. I'll have a conversation with you. If you want to um, listen to me, you can listen to me on the U92 Sports Desk every Tuesday, Thursday, and sometimes Friday from 8.35 to 9 o'clock on 91.7. And sometimes on 92.9. They call me when they need me. So listen to me there as well. And listen to me here. Yeah, This is going to be a, a weekly thing, right? Yeah. Every- weekly thing. Tune in. Subscribe to this if you can, I think. Yeah, you can subscribe to Subscribe to us. Through your favorite podcast if, provider. Yes. If you enjoyed the show, I know you enjoyed it. Because even though it's called Arguing with Drew, it's more of a We're, we're going to figure out a better show. We're going to figure out a better name because it was more of a conversation. Today. Today. Today, it was more of a conversation. Until something But happens. you know, next week, something's going to happen. Something's going to happen. And we are going to stream. We're going to get extremely mad at each other yes. because it's happened multiple times before. Yes. All right. Follow me on Twitter at dbarrett36. Follow me on Instagram at dbarrett1236. Just like Devin, you can listen to me on Tuesdays and Thursdays from 835 to 9 o'clock on the Sports Test Program on WMRU 92, the best for the greatest college perspective in sports. And be sure to listen to me as the producer of Cerrito Live and the Blue and Gray Show on Sports 56, WHBQ and 87.7 FM. Thank you for listening to the first edition of Arguing with Drew and Devin. He is Devin Walker. I'm Drew Barrett. Have a wonderful and blessed day. Yeah!